This is Factual America. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week, I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. Multi-millionaire Gunther VI lives in the lap of luxury. He travels on private planes, eats gold-flaked steaks for dinner, and surrounds himself with a glamorous entourage of spokesmodels and entertainers. He is also a German shepherd. As the legend goes, a rich German countess bequeathed her fortune to her beloved dog and placed him in the care of her deceased son's close friend, Italian pharmaceutical heir Maurizio Mion. Over the past 30 years, Mion has built an empire on behalf of his canine boss, including buying Madonna's mansion in Miami while engaging in controversial social experiments and one of the biggest tax frauds in history. And that's just the beginning of the story. Join us as we talk with Aurelien Letergie and Emily Dumay about their documentary series investigating the complicated truth behind the world's wealthiest pet. Stay tuned. Aurelien and Emily, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? Very good. Thank you for having us. Yes, uh, just to remind our listeners and viewers, we will be talking about uh, Gunther's Millions, the new Netflix docuseries, releasing on February 1st. I believe that's when this recording is releasing, so it will be out by the time you all listen to this. Uh, but welcome again to Factual America. Congratulations. I think you have a real hit on your hands. So uh, these must be very exciting times for you and your production company. And how, how does that feel, Emily? Uh, it feels great. I mean, we've been working on this uh, project for about two years now, so it's really exciting to have it uh, come out soon and uh, being able to share it with the world. Okay. I, I think, well, I, I probably don't need to say spoiler alert, uh, but there's a, uh, I would suggest, and I highly recommend everyone, just if you if you have a chance, watch the series and then maybe come back to us if you don't want to have anything uh, spoiled. But, uh, but at the same time, I think uh, in terms of the trailer and a lot of the publicity coming up to this, there's a lot that has been revealed. Um, but Aurelian, uh, maybe you can start us off with... Um, just let us uh, maybe tell our listeners, what is Gunther's Millions all about? Maybe give us a brief synopsis. Sure. Well, Gunther's Millions is a shocking and very buzzy story that really feels like larger than life and sounds like a fairy tale. Um, there's Gunther, the richest dog in the world, and it's about his wealth. It's about his lavish lifestyle and mansions and, and his glamorous entourage. But as, there's also a lot more than what meets the eye. And that's why we decided to go deeper and tell the story. Okay. And so it's the world's richest pet, <laughs> supposedly. Um, uh, there's a, it's a bit of an, uh, as we find out, or it's a bit of an urban legend surrounding this. Uh, there's a lot going on here. But em Emily, let's uh, go back to uh, the, the main subject, or the title at least, uh, Gunther. Um, he is a German Shepherd, if I, and uh, it, it, describe his lifestyle for us, maybe, if you don't mind. And, and is that really Gunther in all the opening credits and we see throughout the, the film? Um, I mean, yes, uh, Gunther lives, uh, you know, Gunther VI uh, lives in Italy. He lives uh, in a beautiful villa, in a beautiful mansion. Uh, he has, uh, you know, a great lifestyle. And, uh, and uh, you know, 
through, just throughout the years, uh, the store of Gunter is taking, uh, you know, place in Italy, in the Bahamas, in Miami. Uh, you know, the riches of the dog have gone through, you know, real estate investments, uh, created a pop group. They've uh, owned Madonna's house in Miami. There's just a lot to the story that was, uh, that there's been, uh, you know, throughout the years. Uh, and, and this is the richest dog in the world. So um, his lifestyle is pretty is pretty glamorous. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, eats steak and likes caviar, I think, and they buy yachts <laughs> for him uh, and things like that. Um, yeah, he actually owns a yacht in Italy as well. Yes, yes. A dog actually owns a yacht. At least <laughs> that's what we're told. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, Aurelian, from my understanding, going into this, you knew there was more to the story, didn't you? Uh, for sure. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, we... Um, like everyone else, we when you hear about a dog that um, has all, all of this wealth and you and a trust in the Bahamas, you must come across a, a few thoughts as far as who's behind this, who's pulling the strings. Um, also, in addition to that, you know, there's been a lot of media um, reporting the story throughout the, the last three decades, mm -hmm. and you know, there's we came into the story with already suspicions about. What is real? What is what is what is reality versus fiction? So we came into this knowing that there was definitely a lot more to to discover and uncover, and that's that's what we 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 that's why we want to take the viewers with you know within the same journey that we did of right. getting getting the truth out. Yes, and I have to say uh, it is one of the craziest stories I've ever. <laughs> I've had the experience of, <laughs> I don't, I can't even, that doesn't even do it justice, I, I must say. I mean, this is was, um, um, as you've already said, it's, it's, I think um, you've described it as crazy, bigger than life. And, uh, but you hear things about films that say that, and then you actually sit down and maybe they don't necessarily live up to the, the hype or the buzz. But this, uh, my jaw dropped a f more than a few times, certainly while, while watching this. But, um, I mean, Emily, did anything prepare you for what you were to uncover? Because like, like Aurelian was already saying, yeah, well, there had been some stuff written over the years, some interviews. You've obviously done your background research. But did you, did you have any idea some of the stuff that you were going to uncover when you started this project? Uh, definitely not. Uh, not all of it, at least. Uh, mm. We had definitely done our research. We had seen what was out there. And most of the things that were out there were about similar storyline that were about the Madonna purchase, about the dog living the rich life. Uh, but when we started digging into it, there's just a lot more to the story and every twist and turn that, you know, it took us to. So it was, it was a lot more. And, and we didn't realize at first that we were going to take that journey. We were going to be mm. taken for a ride and we had to, uh, you know, uncover a lot of the truth that, uh, you know, that we were, you know, faced with. So, so definitely, uh, definitely a larger journey than we expected, but uh, but every twist and turn was really fun to add to that story. So, I mean, what did you, uh, if I may follow up, I mean, what did you envision the film looking like? <laughs> because it's obviously not, I'm sure the finished product is nothing like maybe what you were imagining when you were initially pitching this. What did, and what did you think you were going to have, like a maybe a feature on this dog's ridiculous lifestyle? Is that the extent of it what were you thinking 
So I, I think that we we were expecting um, really not maybe everything that we uncovered, but we knew that we were getting into something very interesting, mostly because there was a, a really a big aha moment for us at the very, very early stages. That was kind mm. of like a turning point, a turning point in our vision and, 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 and our approach. And, um, and that was actually pretty bonkers, even crazier than, than you can think. We were exchanging emails with Mauricio. We were mm. trying to get the access, uh, trying to ask questions. And so I think there was a document that was sent to us that was not meant to be. Uh, and that document, Mauricio is is very well spoken and writes writes and read, reads very well, but sometimes gets a little excited with emojis and documents and attachments. And I think he sent us a document that was literally were the um, the the Gunter's lifestyle, the Thirteen Commandments. Right. And we were like, well, all right, well, there's a trust in the Bahamas. You know, there's a first beneficiary, which is a German shepherd. That's crazy. But now, Thirteen Commandments, a lifestyle. That's even crazier. We need to jump on a plane and meet that gentleman and get the full story. So that was that was for us a uh, a moment where we realized it was a moment of realization where we're, this is bigger than 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 what we even expected, and we already had very high expectations. So it was like we need to get this. We need to go to dig deeper. And so exactly. So what ensues is as Emily was also saying is a is a filmmaker's journey, literally. You're you're mm-hmm. crisscrossing a, 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 across the globe, Tuscany, Miami, the Bahamas, um, and that um, so that that was a that was a um, um, that was a decision on your part that you were definitely as you as you tell the story we were going to live the journey that you went through in terms of uncovering this story. Is that right? I mean, it kind of unfolded that way. At first, we were just, you know, really digging into the story and trying to really feature the characters and getting to know the story. But I think at at some point, we realized we were also part of the journey because of all the revelations that we were coming across. And and we you can hear our skepticism through our questions. And you can hear kind of the... And we realized this is the actual way of telling the story. It's the is the kind of what was presented to us at first, and what we've uncovered, you know, through our interviews, through meeting those characters. And these characters were all so amazing, and so lar- each, you know, larger than life, and you know, better than the than the than the previous one. So it, it was just it it wasn't necessarily the way we were going to tell the story at first, uh, you know. But uh, we realized that it was a big part. We were a big part of this uh, mm-hmm. of this because of the journey we were uh, we were taking with these revelations and these characters. But at the center of this story, I mean, obviously there's Gunther the dog, but as you've already made mention of uh, Maurizio Mian, uh, who's um, some of, I find it kind of funny describe him as Gunther's handler, uh, but um, he's. Um, or is he the mastermind? Or I mean, who is he? Maybe you could tell us a little bit more, uh, uh, Aurelian, about who who is this man, Maurizio Mian? Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, uh, you know, Maurizio is a, a very eccentric Italian businessman and entrepreneur. Um, we we had an instant connection with him when we met. Mm. He's extremely likable. He's very mysterious. 
um you 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 definitely you know a great people's person like he's 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 bizarre but he's brilliant but he's bizarrely brilliant it's really a mix of everything and he truly is at the center of this story i mean we and we knew that you know we would have never been able to make this documentary series without you know not only his trust but his involvement um so what also uh, the story of Mauricio really led us to so many different paths, and you know we constantly uncovered you know something new with him. Uh, and that say that you know that said, I think it took us to a, a deeper journey also of understanding his psyche, understanding you know deeper subjects, and why uh, you know the Countess, why the son of the Countess, which are like more you know deeper themes and 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 that would go well beyond just the the rich dog yeah i mean so and you interview i mean my i i've i've seen somewhere where you weren't expecting to get more than one interview with him and and he's i i can tell you got you had multiple <laughs> interviews with him um yet one thing i mean it's it's not just him and we can talk a little bit more about this about all the incredible characters and subjects in this film but uh you know you obviously would rock up do an interview i don't know a few months would pass you'd come by back and do another interview and all of a they're saying something almost completely totally different than what he was saying in a previous interview so uh did you ever i mean you say you had this rapport with him but uh did you ever feel like you really or even now, really know who he really is. Because I think the thing about this that strikes me, if I'm not uh, giving away too much, is that I, I kind of left watching this thing, because uh, I have had the chance to watch see the whole, the all four uh, episodes, not really knowing for sure what the truth is in a lot of these situations. Uh, so is he, how do you feel? Do you feel like you you know what is and isn't the truth now you've had all these these couple years filming with him and and all these interviews with him um i mean it's a it's a great question uh it's you know what you know throughout the years we've 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 done our best to try to really crack this story and go deep into our research and investigation of, of 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 all these elements of the story obviously there are a lot of things that just remain in Maurizio's hands because he's the one who holds the truth about uh certain of of the storylines but uh we feel like you know like you said at first you know we we went in and we met Maurizio we asked him we had our first interview with him and there's a lot of things that we were told that we were able to come back and really confront him on uh, later in the series and later in, in our investigation. And uh, we feel like we got to a very true Maurizio by the end. I mean, there's always going to be Maurizio's creativity and eccentricity that will, you know, he might come up with new things and, and there'll be, there will always be, uh, you know, a Gunther story, but uh, you know, he, there's definitely a lot of things that he had to let go of and really come clean with, uh, especially with the story of the Countess, the story of the son of the Countess, which he was very attached to. So, uh, and then, you know, all the, 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 the explanation of the money and, and there's just a lot that we were able to, to really have him uh, explain and, and, and come clean with. So we feel like we, we, we gave, we, we really gave the story a good, um, a to Z approach. 
Okay. Actually, I think that takes us to a a good point to give our listeners and viewers an early break. But uh, we'll be right back with uh, Emily Dumay and Aurelien Leturgie, the filmmakers behind Gunther's Millions, four-part Netflix docuseries releasing on February 1st. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with uh, Emily Dumay and Aurelien Leturgie, the filmmakers behind Gunther's Millions. They're the co-creators and executive producers, and Aurelian directed. It's a four-part Netflix docuseries, and it released February 1st. Uh, Aurelian, we were just talking about uh, Maurizio Mian uh, and getting to know this this guy, and um, uh, you had these multiple rounds of interviews with them, and, and I think it's a bit cliche, but li- I think it is appropriate in this time. You're literally peeling back an onion. As uh, is, is you're going through this, um, but why? <laughs> the other question that comes across when you're wa- when, or at least for me, when I was watching this, is uh, why does Maurizio and Carla, his business partner and ex-wife, why do they be agree to even to be interviewed? I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I would s- strikes me there's potentially some legal implications here. I mean, what what's 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 this about? Well, you know, first of all, I want to say that um, Mauricio and Carla have been approached by, you know, producers and people in the industry for uh, quite a long time trying to uh, trying to tell a story. But I think the approach has always been the same, a very fluffy piece on Gunther and, and kind of like the obvious. And I believe that, you know, when we flew there and we met with them and we sat down, we were very honest about our approach. And our approach was like, you have a, uh, uh, a crazy uh, headline. You, you know, you have all these things that, uh, you know, point Gunther as the heir of this fortune. But, you know, we want to understand what that means. And we're going to ask you very, very specific questions. And we're going we're, we're gonna to be on for a ride with us. And I think that's our honesty is what got us there and got mm. us uh, got them to respect us as filmmakers. Uh, and then to answer your question uh, more in depth, I believe that, you know, when you have a lot of money, uh, there's one thing that sometimes people do have as well as an ego. And I think that uh, Mauricio loves people to talk about him. They love to, they, they, he loves to be the center of, not the center of attention, but at least the, you know, he loves the story of Gunther, his story to be, to be told. So I think, when he saw the opportunity and our angle was different, I think, you know, they were on board, you know, and the last thing, yes, there are some, some touchy subjects, you know, there's tax evasion, there's a lot of things, but there's also one thing that we uh, mentioned in the series, uh, you know, is that there was a, um, there was a, um, it was something called the, the Tremonti law, which is, uh, with, which, which is an Italian uh, tax, uh, uh, let's say an offshore, you know, incentive for people that had offshore accounts to bring back money and kind of clear their names. And they've, they've, they've actually uh, been part of that incentive. So they also feel that they've cleared their names and, and that things are they're in a good place now to tell that story. Okay. And is it also get back to this point that I guess, as we find out, uh, as we learn more about Maurizio, is that there's also this addiction to celebrity, isn't there? It's an, 
does he ever i mean he never wants to be out of the i mean he's an odd character in that he he, I, he doesn't want to be out of the limelight it's it's a, he doesn't put himself necessarily forward he always has these bands and these uh groups that he puts together of, to to do that but at the same time he wants to or as he always talks about his uh so-called uh boyhood friend wants to uh you know has this addiction for for these sort of things and pop music and celebrity is is that i mean i guess that's part of it too isn't it yeah that's that that's right on i mean he's uh maurizio has had is a fascination for pop culture uh celebrities and the world of communication um and uh yeah he's always tried to He's, all, he's had a very interesting relationship with the media. Uh, he's always tried to kind of manipulate the narrative uh, and uh, creating these bands, creating these experiments, creating these, uh, you know, buying uh, soccer teams in Madonna's house and creating yeah. big splashes in the media. We also have to remember that he has, uh, you know, he's, the, 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 you know, the last you know, three decades of, of Gunther's story were mainly before social media. And I feel like it would have been very different. His story would have been very different if uh, social media had been around and he was able to create influencers through his groups. Um, because I think he, what he was trying to do is really what influencers are doing today, really pitching, uh, you know, his ideas and his, um, his findings uh, through, you know, these media attentions. So, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting to see that, that what what this is nowadays. Hmm. Well, you bring up a very good point, several very good points in that. In that, so as you say, this is pre a lot of this predates social media, but also one thing about that because it predates social media doesn't that's you know we don't have urban myths anymore, right? Because social media just explodes them immediately. Yet, you know. Um, I mean, they last for a few few days or weeks or maybe a little bit longer as we're finding out with certain politicians in the U.S. But uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it strikes me, as you said, you bring, you and Aurelian was saying this earlier, you, you brought this honesty. You, you, I mean, you have ample of um, archival footage where news, you know, typical newscast, local newscasters in the U.S. talking about the world's richest dog buying Madonna's house and now selling Madonna's house or trying to buy <laughs> Sly Stallone's house. But no one just, as you said, there a lot of the approaches were about f fluff pieces, basically. Uh, but no one in the, no one really, I mean, no one is really delved into this like like you have and which you know you it's interesting why do you think that is why do you think that did did people want to live buy into this myth that has surrounded gunther and his millions yeah i mean i think that people um are very attracted to the to the to the beautiful story the fairy tale story of a countess giving her money to her dog I think there's something magical about this that is, is you know, it's it's almost like you've seen these articles, you've seen things, you've seen, you've read, we've read through things that were pointing at, you know, all the, the flaws of the story, but yet, you know, those were not the ones that stayed. The, the, the articles that stayed and the facts that stayed were, over the years, were the ones that the Countess had given her, her heritage to her, her, her German Shepherd uh, dog. So, 
to so yes, absolutely. There there is a an admiration for that story. People love good stories, and I think I think that no one really took the time to 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 uh, to dig further because it took us two years. It's a commitment. I mean, we. Right. <laughs> You know, it's it's not just uh, you know we had to we had to to uh, to to really really invest our time and, and energy into this that not necessarily everyone could have done that. So just it's just a long process. Yeah. Well, and then also the likewise, uh, there's a great many great scenes, obviously, but there's this one scene where you're interviewing um, Fabrizio Corona, right? This um, <laughs> influencer yeah. himself right and he says is Maurizio paying for this so I put that question to you <laughs> is, is Maurizio I, I, I think I know the answer already but you know it is a it is a funny question and one worth answering uh you know it's funny well first Fabrizio Corona was one of the wildest interviewer of our careers yeah. uh he's an amazing character but um you, you know what it, this the question really stems from what Maurizio has done, uh, you know, throughout the years and, and kind of uh, Maurizio's always tried to capture the narrative and control the narrative. And so he's put together a lot of projects himself, trying to put himself out there. So uh, th there's a lot of people who've come to him with ideas uh, and they a lot of them expected Maurizio to, you know, pitch in and 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 work with them in creating these projects. We came in with a very different angle and that's why we included this line in the show is because we we came in and we told him, no, no, we're doing it on our own. We're telling your story, but you're not controlling this. We're telling your story, yeah. but we're asking the questions to every single person that you, that's been part of the story and they'll tell us what they want to tell us. Uh, but Fabrizio's uh, line was right on because this is something that Moritz has done in the past when he's tried to control the narrative and and really do done his own projects, but those never really went came to life. Hmm. And, and that line was definitely a uh, you know I mean we had to explain ourselves with with Netflix's BA. I mean they asked us, did you get paid for this? I mean, this is, you know if that's if that's the case, then we have a problem. And so, right. No, well, right. we we yeah. never got paid for this. This is this is this is why actually it, it works so well. Yeah. And this is why we would include that kind of line in the, sh in the show. <laughs> well, I, I think it's emblematic of, of the craziness that is this story. I mean, we haven't, um, I'm assuming people are listening to this who are, you know, it's on it's on Netflix. I'm sure by the time they get this, it will be trending. It will be number one if, or certainly going that direction. But, uh, uh, you know, let's just, as you said, the crazy, I mean, this tax evasion, I think you've, Maybe one thing you've possibly unco uncovered and something we haven't even talked about is the whole sex cult nature of this kind of thing. Uh, obviously, there's the real estate empire, buying up soccer teams and putting porn stars in places, presidents, you know. I mean, and then these social experiments, which were probably... Is that... Was that... I mean, you know, I, I think we all like, you know... All filmmakers want to say there's never before seen scenes and stuff like that. But what was, what is, what is one element of this story that you weren't? I think you have alluded to it already. That document they got about the Thirteen Commandments and and things like that. Was that an element of the story that you were not aware of, or fully aware of going in? And that's kind of one of the big big things to drop out of this. Yeah, I think that you know the the Thirteen Commandments and that that document we had received was a good indicator that there was something uh, even crazier than 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 what was already there. 
Um, I think that what we what we maybe didn't know right away is that the Thirteen Commandments and this lifestyle and this we call it a sex cult. It's also a cult of perfection. But the right. concept, the, the true concept of putting these people in this house and having gone to pay for for their lifestyle and so on was really based on something a, a lot more um, a lot more legit in some capacity. Uh, it was based on you know the the maslow scale or they had their own version of the maslow scale of, of what right. happens if you if you give people everything they need uh and can you create happiness can you create the you know the 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 you know the perfect uh happy person and that was kind of like we didn't know that at first and we and 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 that's also one of the things is you know mauricio is is has this genius about him is that he's 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 definitely using his skills as a, a professor and as someone that also he is a scientist, a mad scientist, but there was something <laughs> a lot, a lot deeper than just a, a sex cult and, and beautiful people or early on, you know, influencers living in the house. There was actually a real research uh, behind it. Um, and, and Matteo Pacini, who's a, a scientist in the series, is actually real. He's not a, uh, he's not a, you know, he's not a fake scientist. He's a real scientist. There was something real behind it. I really, we didn't know that uh, when we got started. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I was going to ask you. Is this? I mean, I didn't doubt that the doctor was or this sign. He was a scientist or he was real. But are these experiments really real? They almost feel like a ruse to, for something else. But uh, I mean, are they going to? He's going to try to publish science something in yeah. scientific journals. I mean, they've been um, they've they've been doing a lot of research on this happiness. The happiness research has been something that's been ongoing. They've. Uh, they've done in, uh, you know, they've worked with different universities, different professors. Matteo Pacini has been a big part of it, and he's a, a, a psychotherapist in uh, in Italy. Uh, so there's, you know, it's it's interesting because this, this research was really the, the the reason for all of this. You know, like there's, you know, not the reason for all of it, but for a lot of it. Mm. And and it comes back to Maurizio's own personal journey with mental health and, and finding happiness. So I think he's doing it, you know, to try to, you know, help himself, but other people. But it's just uh, the, the scientific journey was a real one that we, that he's very, very passionate about and, and, and he really cares about. And we, it really did, didn't strike us at first. We realized that as we were having those discussions with him and uncovering all these uh, pieces of the story. I mean, it's even talking of creating almost, I mean, he doesn't use the terms, but almost like a super race of happy people of, of, of some sort, you know. It's, uh, but in, do, I mean, you, you talk about this. It gets, it's in episode four, certainly, or it's even before that. But, uh, I mean... I don't think we're giving too much away. Do you think he's? Do you think he's found happiness? Um, in your experience, in, in having spent two two parts of two years to, with him. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great question, and I think that's also a, a big question in our series. And um, to be honest with you, I think that um, if you ask Mauricio, Emily and I have had that conversation with him off cameras many times, you know, as well. Um, I think that Mauricio will, will tell you that, um, you know, it, it comes and goes. I mean, it, it just, sometimes he's happy, sometimes he's not, he's going through waves. It's a roller coaster. I think it's just, he's, he's lived, you know, he's learned how to live with this. So I don't think he's, he's, he's found true happiness. And I think that, um, that there are moments of his life where he's 
truly happy and others where he's down. It's just, it's just the way, you know, um, the way he is and he, and he understands that. And that's already a, a big achievement, uh, understanding his own, um, you know, mental. And, and then for you as filmmakers, have you learned anything about the pursuit of happiness in, in, in doing this project? I'll put that to you first, Emily. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, or we can let Aurelian I mean, we go definitely, first. <laughs> we def- I mean, we definitely learned a lot uh, through the process, and, and, and especially through our many, many conversations with Maurizio. It just, you know, it really opened our mind to kind of, you know, the perception of, of, of society, of what makes people happy and what, you know, mm-hmm. definitely uh, his views on on marriage, his views on relationships, his views on, on a lot of things are just things that, you know, are worth exploring and maybe his eccentric ways are, uh, are a little bit different in the way he tries to portray and tell those, the, those very interesting uh, concepts. Uh, but we, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot through this process, even us as, uh, partners and as, you know, through, through trying to do this together and, uh, mm. and, uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs and it's, it's been a journey for sure. Definitely. Mm. And just kind of even just the, the idea of like creating a, a relationship with someone who's, uh, also, you know, who you have to confront on certain lies and, and things, but mm. just, you know, it's it's also an interesting. Uh, it was really an interesting relationship that we had with Maurizio that that made us uh, question a lot about um, ourselves and our you know journey as filmmakers. Mm. Aurelian, I will let you answer yours. <laughs> uh, no, no, I I agree with you, and and also I mean I think that you would you know when you watch the series and you learn that the money is, is you know uh, comes from from uh, from Maurizio's family, then you realize that he has the money. You would think how how can you be you know how can you be uh, depressed or how can you suffer uh, mm. you know mental health with that kind of money and being able to do whatever you want and I think that is a good lesson I think a, a good life lesson is that you know and might sound a, a bit you know random and 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 you know and expected but you know it's, it's, you know most of the times you know things are not always as they appear they are and you can't really judge a book by its cover and that's really uh, also uh, what we've learned there through this wild ride is that Mauricio despite the amount of money he has is going through the same things and it's relatable and uh, and money does not make you necessarily happy it just provides you uh, a little bit of, of, of comfort to create things and, and that's what he does best. So to take this all the way back to Gunther uh, it, who or what is Gunther really? It's he's more than a dog, isn't it? I mean, what it's um, it, it could be just the dog's name, but uh, it's it seems I think you make reference to it being as a sort of it's a philosophy, it's a way of life in pursuit of happiness. That's what is that is that a fair fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I want to say that you know Gunther is is, is you know. Gunther is the first beneficiary of the trust. I mean, that's that's that is that is that is written on paper. It is, right. it is the legality, but yeah, in the series we we explore it. Gunther Gunther is 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 real. Gunther lives with Carla. There is a Gunther the Six. There, there yeah. you know. It, so so there is a Gunther physically that exists. But yes, the the you know there's also Gunther is also an, an iconic. Go- Gunther is also a philosophy. Gunther is also a, a, a you know 
a fantasy. There's there's a lot of other things, and uh, and and I think Lee says it very well in the series. It's you know, is it real? Is it is it fantasy? Does not, does that even matter? You know, at that point, right, right. and it kind of like resumes it very well. It's a beautiful story. There's twists and turns, and and at the end, it's mm. yeah, it doesn't even matter. You know, we just got a, a very wild ride, and and it's very enjoyable. Well, I yes, it's a it, it I will second that. It's a wild ride, and uh, people should uh, you will enjoy it if you haven't had a chance to to watch it yet. Um, let me ask you. I mean, is uh, back to you, Aurelian. Is this your first uh, director? It was first time as a director. I come from the world of, of development, so I've I've actually directed a lot of you know pilots and and you know you know I would right, create. I'm, a, right. I'm more of a creator, so I would create. I would develop. I would usually direct, uh, you know, uh, pilots and sizzles and proof of concept. So I'm very much, it's right. the, it's my first time docu- directing a documentary series. Um, I think that, uh, you know, um, you know, I also come from a background of directing music videos early on in my career. So I've, I've directed, okay. um, and, uh, and, you know, I think this approach also, I mean, he was, was, was definitely a great, also a person to have with and we've 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 you know we've both directed this as well because it's been a very creative journey for both of us and but yeah it's my first documentary series uh, as a director um yeah and uh mo so maybe next time emily will you be the director on the next project (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) on paper but we're we're a team so we definitely work uh bounce of each other and we're we, we're very complimentary in in, in in our work so you know it mm. definitely it definitely helps to have a partner that that matches with your with, with you you know well that certainly comes through and uh <laughs> so yes uh thank you to both of you for for making this i mean maybe we're actually kind of coming to the end of our our time together it's hard to believe uh, but uh uh, what are you, um, I mean, what's next for you? I mean, I know you're just still, this is only just launching now, you know, releasing your want to bask in the glow that is Gunther's millions, but, uh, can you say anything about any, any future projects that you have in the, in the works? Well, you know, development is always a bit secretive. Uh, so we can't really reveal any of our future projects. What we can say is that, you know, we, our production company is, is, is called Nobo Productions and OBO. And it stands for no borders and no boundaries. And that's really what uh, we are looking after. We're looking after these, you know, stories that are international, that are wacky, crazy, amazing, inspiring, uh, but really take place and have an international footprint because we, we really want to reach uh, and entertain a global audience. Mm. And I think with, with Netflix, we found the right platform for this, um, uh, being in, in 195 countries. And I... And we want to pursue that. Those are the stories that really uh, intrigue us, intrigue us, and that we want to pursue. And how do you find those stories? What's the, you know? Um, That's an already well, question. <laughs> <laughs> the development. There, there's there's an interesting uh, method to this. Uh, I don't know if I want to reveal all my tricks, but um, you know, there's the there's the reverse uh, thinking, which is. Think of something really uh, wild and, and see if this this is actually uh, factual. So there's there's that, right. but there's a lot of there's a lot of reading and there's a lot of researching. There's you have to be very very. Um, you, you can't just 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 follow just mainstream media because usually when it's in the mainstream mainstream media, it's already it's already out there. So you have to you have to 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 go after more local uh, stories and but, uh, and. Uh, 
But I think it's also just coming across something really interesting and having the mindset of understanding what makes a good show, what would mm. translate well into a story that we can dig your you could dig into and 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 make a you know a series or a documentary out of. And sometimes you dig and there's nothing there. Sometimes you dig and you realize there's a lot more there. So that was the reason. That was what happened with Gunther's Millions. And there's a few things that you know, that you work towards and you're like, this would be a great story and it's not, or there's not enough, mm. you know, meat on the bones. So it's it's really having those skills to understand that and, and really um, coming across something, but also realizing what makes it into a great show. Well, you certainly succeeded in uh, in Gunther's Millions. So, uh, th- so thank you so much. I just wanted to really, it's been a pleasure talking with the uh, both of you, and to, to remind our listeners and viewers, we've been talking with uh, Emily Dumay and Aurelien Leturgy, the filmmakers behind Gunther's Millions, uh, four-part Netflix docuseries drops on February 1st. So both of you, thank you so much. Congratulations again. And uh, when you do have one of those uh, next great uh, international story ideas, we'd love to have you back on. And, uh, yes, look forward to it. So, uh, yes, thank you again, and, uh, and take care. Thank you thank for having you. us. All right. Thank you so much. I also would like to thank those who helped make this podcast possible. A big shout-out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio in York, England. A big thanks to Amy Ord, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting great guests onto the show and that everything otherwise runs smoothly. Finally, a big thanks to our listeners. Many of you have been with us for four incredible seasons. Please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. Please also remember to like us and share us with your friends and family, wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Alamo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.